Welcome to the Maria Liberati Show, where food meets art, travel, and life. Join me in this week's segment as I interview Meriwether, scientist and forager, and he's become a regular on the Maria Liberati Show. He's given us some great information on all these great herbs and spices and things that you can add, simple things you can add to your dishes for some extra health benefits. And today he's going to be talking about salt. And you know, this month is International Women's Month. Yesterday was International Women's Day. And I'm going to share a recipe. It's a traditional recipe that is made in Italy for International Women's Day. It's a mimosa cake, and I'm going to share a recipe for that with you also. And some tips on, you know, spring is coming, so some tips on how to have a picture-perfect backyard. Please join me. Merryweather. And before we get started, I just wanted to remind you again to save the date of April 8th for my virtual Italian Easter bread bake along. We'll be announcing the link for Eventbrite where you can register on Eventbrite for the virtual class and you'll be able to join in anywhere around the world. So please save the date. So as mentioned, yesterday was International Women's Day and it is International Women's Month. And one of my favorite ways to celebrate is with this traditional mimosa cake. You know, the mimosa is the traditional flower associated with International Women's Day and International Women's Month because the yellow of the mimosa symbolizes vitality, warmth, joy, and wisdom. Here are some quotes to inspire you from women who have also inspired me besides my mom and, and my grandmothers. Mother Teresa, who was a philanthropist and charity worker, said not all of us can do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Arianna Huffington, who is the editor-in-chief of Huffington Post, we have a quote from her. She said, we need to accept that we won't always make the right decisions that will screw up royally sometimes, understanding that failure is not the opposite of success. It's a part of success. Wow, that's so true. And the last quote is by Ayn Rand, who's a novelist and philosopher. The question is not who is going to let me, it's who is going to stop me. Please share any of your inspiring quotes with us also in the comment section on my blog. Also in social media, you can hashtag the Maria Liberati show with one of your favorite quotes by an inspiring woman. Now onto the recipe, the smell and the taste of the Italian cream in this cake just brought me back to the days of making this with my grandmother, mom, aunts, and cousins in the kitchen. I would always get to lick the cream off the long strips of lemon peel as they were removed from the cream. Here's the recipe. This is a torta mimosa, a mimosa cake. This has a sponge cake and Italian cream. So for the sponge cake, you need five eggs, three quarters cup of sugar, three tablespoons of potato starch, and let's see, um, 
Then you need, for the rest of the cake, you need 16 ounces of pineapples in sour, three egg yolks, one cup of milk, four tablespoons of sugar, three tablespoons of flour, the peel of one fresh lemon, one vanilla bean, one cup of fresh whipping cream, one tablespoon of powdered sugar. For the sponge cake, sift the flour and potato starch together twice. Set that aside, then beat the eggs and sugar together in one bowl. You must beat the egg mixture for at least 15 minutes. That's the eggs and sugar. Beat that for at least 15 minutes. Then fold the flour into the egg mixture a little at a time. Place this in an 8-inch cake pan that has been covered with parchment paper. Bake for 25 minutes at 375 degrees. For the Italian cream, place the milk in a saucepan with the lemon peel, vanilla, bean, and bring this to a boil. Remove from heat. Make sure you remove this from the heat as soon as it begins to boil. Set this aside in a bowl another bowl. Whip the egg yolks with the sugar, add in flour that has been sifted, place in the milk that has been boiled, then place the mixture back over the heat to boil and thicken, stirring constantly. Once the mixture is thick like a pudding, remove from the heat, remove the lemon peel and vanilla bean, and refrigerate. Whip the whipped cream with powdered sugar, and then you're going to add in the cooled Italian cream mixture by folding in. Refrigerate again. When the cake has cooled, cut it into three layers. Cut the top layer into small cubes for decoration. Put the second layer on a cake plate. Wet it with pineapple syrup. You know, drizzle the pineapple syrup on the cake layer. Then spread the cream that has cooled on the layer and top this with the pineapple that has been cut into cubes. Top this all with a third layer. Cover the third layer with pineapple juice and totally cover with the remaining cream. Then decorate with the small cubes of sponge cake and a mimosa in the center and serve. Now that spring is in the picture, I mean, it's almost here. I know many of us are thinking about our backyards and creating a picture-perfect backyard. There's nothing better than having a great backyard to hang out and enjoy with friends and family and spend some more time outdoors. All too often, it can feel like having the perfect backyard is just too far out of reach. It can be too expensive, too time consuming, and too difficult, but the reality is the backyard of your dreams may be closer within your reach than you think. With a few helpful hints and tips, you can turn your backyard into a masterpiece. Here's what you need to do to create a picture-perfect backyard. Here's some easy tips. Start a garden. The first thing that you can do to create a picture-perfect backyard is to start your very own garden in your backyard. A simple or expansive garden can completely transform your backyard from something standard and basic to bright and unique. Whether you decide to grow vegetables, flowers, or both, a garden brings an aesthetic of care, generosity, and life to your backyard. Starting a garden can be incredibly simple. 
You could easily start one in an afternoon. All you need to do is prepare a patch of dirt in your backyard, spread some gardening soil, plant your plants, and water them. The next thing you can do in achieving this picture-perfect backyard is have some professional landscaping done. If you'd rather not deal with the haste and chore of starting your own garden, but still want a lush and vibrant backyard space, then you could have professional landscapers take care of your needs. With professionals, you can get hedging plants, gardens, hardscaping like pathways, stone steps, a patio, and more. Some soil is more ideal for excavating projects than others. Make sure that you consult with a professional landscaper on what is possible in your backyard for a safe and beautiful backyard full of life. And the last tip is take care of it. The final thing that you can do to create a picture-perfect backyard is to take great care of it. Always. The only thing that's going to keep your garden looking picture perfect is going to be regular care and maintenance. No matter what you spend on landscaping or gardening, you need to keep it alive for it to look great. Make sure that you are mowing your lawn and watering it during dry times, watering your plants and raking leaves in the fall. A picture perfect backyard is the perfect finishing touch for any home and a picture perfect backyard might just be within your grasp. Follow those tips to get your picture-perfect backyard today. And uh, today we're with uh, Merriweather. Again, he's our re a regular guest, regular expert on herbs and spices and things that are good for us. And uh, even foraging, right? Because you do a lot with wild, the wild things that you can find and cook with. But today, I know uh, we wanted to talk about salt. And, you know, people think salt is the devil. It's like a bad thing to. So I hope you're going to dispel that myth for us, because I've heard that it's not as bad as, you know, everybody's made, everybody always tries to make it out to be. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And thank you for having me on again and allowing okay. me to, to, to talk about the herbs and the chemistry and natural health and all this sort of thing. But yeah, you are absolutely right about salt. Salt, like eggs and fat and butter, has gotten a, a, a bad rap. And so the, the main thing they say is salt raises the blood pressure. Uh -huh. and so it's, it, 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 it's a cause of high blood pressure. Not exactly. The uh -huh. problem is people are dehydrated. They're not getting enough water. And so salt is, uh, plays a key role in the viscosity of blood, maintaining that's just one of the things it does, the sodium. So if you don't have enough water, if you're not drinking enough water, like so many people don't do, you end up with overly thick blood that becomes harder to pump. Oh. And so that's what leads to the increase in blood pressure, not so much the salt, but that you don't have enough water to uh, maintain the proper viscosity of the blood. So if you're uh -huh. drinking enough water, you know, figure at least a gallon a day, yes. then you're doing all right. Yes. But it's easier to tell people to stop eating salt than it is to drink more water. For oh, some yeah. reason, people yeah. are, you know, the people like to be told no for some reason. So I know there's so many different types of trendy salts out there, Himalayan salt and, you know, the regular sea salt, all kinds of salts. So can you tell us a little bit about that? And Yes. Okay. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's regular 
table salt, there's ionized salt, there's a sea salt, and there's a Himalayan salt. I really, really, really recommend the Himalayan salt. So the just regular table salt is just sodium chloride and nothing else. The iodized is sodium chloride plus some uh, sodium iodine. Iodine is very crucial for health, especially the thyroid. So you need iodine. So if you're going to use salt, you want to make sure it has some iodine in it because that's the number one way of getting it. But the sea salt and the Himalayan salts have a whole bunch of other minerals in them too, which the body needs. Uh The reason I prefer Himalayan salt at the top is because one of the things it contains is a small amount of sulfur. And sulfur is another crucial element for the human body. Mm-hmm. And so the Himalayan salt is a good way of making sure you get the, the sulfur your body needs. Right. Uh, another, another way, egg yolks are another good source of sulfur. Oh, so. But you put Himalayan salt on your eggs every morning and then you really are doing it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The main reason the, the sea salt and the Himalayan salts have a whole bunch of other trace minerals that are really uh-huh. important. And so that's why if you're going to use salt, go with those because you get all the other stuff too. I see. One thing I noticed, people tend to overdo salt, you know, when they cook. So is there any kind of rule of thumb or whatever you can give us or? Well, yeah, it kind of depends on who you want to listen to. (laughs) So the FDA says you need 500 milligrams of sodium a day for proper health. Uh-huh. And that is about, well, think salt is sodium chloride right. from a weight point of view, the sodium chloride, it is one third sodium and two thirds chloride. What this boils down to is this is about one and a half grams of salt a day is necessary uh-huh. for health. Your average teaspoon, a teaspoon of salt is actually six grams. So a teaspoon of salt Theoretically, according to the FDA, is almost three times too much salt. But if you are drinking the amount of water you're supposed to be drinking, that's not a problem. I see. Uh Go ahead, you know, a teaspoon throughout the day and even more. Because remember, the body needs sodium. Right. Uh, Sodium, it's the the key way that nerve impulses are transferred throughout the body. So you need sodium for that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's also required to contract and relax muscles. So that's one of the problems. If you're working really hard, you're sweating a lot, you get depleted in sodium and in salt. That's why you get these muscle cramps because the muscles basically lock up and can't relax again. So that almost sounds counterintuitive. If they tell, if you have high blood pressure, they tell you not to have sodium. Well, sodium sounds like it relaxes the muscle. So it's really not a good thing. You should just be drinking lots of water to counteract, right? And get that sodium. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Salt enhances the flavors of foods. It does. It's always been a key thing. If you look at the term salary, so not celery, the fruit, but salary, it says the the payment that comes from the Roman uh, word for salt because the Roman legionnaires were paid in salt. It was such a crucial part of, of nutrition and diet and food, especially when you're working hard and sweating a lot. Like I said, I'm down in Houston. It's what, what March? Yeah. It's a sweaty day here in Houston. You know, it's important (laughs) to have the salt replacement. So you don't get the muscle cramps. You have the the amount you need for the nerve transports, but along with the sodium, there's also the chloride. Mm -hmm. Salt is sodium chloride. 
So the chloride, it is used to make the stomach acid, uh-huh. the hydrochloric acid in the stomach. It's also used to maintain the proper pH or acidic level of the blood. Oh, okay. So the blood needs a very, very specific, it's uh, just a slightly on the acidic side, uh, pH. And I, forgive me, I forgot to look up the actual number, but if it goes outside that range, you start uh-huh. having all sorts of health issues too, immediate health issues. So you need the, the chloride to maintain the right pH or acid level in the blood for everything to work right. Oh, uh-huh. Very, very interesting. Yeah, as I said, because people are always, you know, demonizing salt and we really do need it. Of course, you know, I always say consult your doctor or whatever medical practitioner with all, you know, what we're saying, but it does yeah. sound like it it all makes, you know, absolutely. Also, in regards to the high blood pressure, there are other things that can cause it too, you know, like plaque buildup in the, in the arteries and the ves- blood vessels and so forth. So just drinking water helps with the salt thickening, but if you have other health issues leading to high blood pressure, it's not going to help with those. You got to look into other ways of of dealing with that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But that's the main issue with the salt is the average. Yeah. So I know salt definitely bumps up the flavor for anything. If you have herbs, you know, you need that to bump up the flavor of the, to really bump up the flavor of the herbs also. So um, it also helps remove some of the bitterness. uh There's an old trick with coffee. When you have really bad, cheap coffee, right. uh, That's overly bitter. You put some salt in it and that actually changes the way your mouth interacts with the bitterness and so it it basically hides the bitterness so that's another thing where it works with the different bitter herbs and more bitter foods Uh, the salt helps cut some of that bitterness yes oh well so that's why it you know definitely enhances the flavor in more ways than one Mm -hmm. as well so um but it's better to use if you're going to use salt best to use himalayan salt and sea salt Correct. Again, to get all the other trace minerals that you need, including the iodides. Right, iodine, right. Iodine. And you tables, definitely need iodine. Uh, yes. If anything, you want to mix the uh, iodized salt with the Himalayan salt or the sea salt. Just the, the sea salt usually has iodine. The Himalayan has slightly less. So you want to add some of the iodized salt to the Himalayan just to make sure you're getting enough iodine. Or seaweed. Oh yes, the iodized salt is is um the table or table salt. Is that what you're yeah. talking? About? Oh okay. So like you're Morton's saying and, yeah. Yeah. So add that to the Himalayan salt, so you get all the the minerals that you do need. And seaweed, which you were saying, is interesting, right? Yep, seaweed and uh, basically seafood in general, and shrimp and things like that are good sources of iodine. Oh, okay. And that's why the sea salt also has a naturally high amount of iodine in it. Well, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I know I've gotten into this seaweed salad that I get at Mm. this little little shop near me now. So I've been trying to eat a little bit more. It's I think it's an acquired taste, but uh I try to have that, you know, because I know it's got some really good things in it for you too. So Seaweed is very healthy for you. And yes, fermented yes. or pickled seaweed, really, uh-huh. really good. Wow. 
Yeah, I know that's very good for you. So, um, okay, so I guess we need to cook with salt or use salt in, and it does bump up the flavor of any dishes, like you said, takes away the bitterness. So obviously, you know, um, if you need to have precautions, take precautions, but, you know, um, salt is not, it, it salt does have some good properties for you. It does have some good things there. Well, it's crucial for us. Right, exactly. You know, we need it. We, you know, the, the earliest life forms started out in the saltwater oceans. And wow. that requirement for the chemistry of the bodies has stuck with us this whole time. Uh-huh. So it is a crucial, it's definitely a, one of the crucial elements that we need. That's that's great. That's good. All right. Um, any anything else you'd like to add for this? <laughs> oh no on, on salt it's just uh you know the himalayan like i said that has right. the sulfur in it that the other salts don't just uh the sulfur is used by the liver to break down and get rid of toxins oh, so wow. the himalayan salt the exosulfan there helps you really detoxify the body amongst just adding flavor and all the other things so uh -huh. that's why the himalayan salt is is the most important most important salt yep Oh, that sounds, that's definitely good. So it, it also it detoxifies the liver as well as providing the other, yeah. the other stuff. Well, some more great information. And Meriwether, tell us your, I knew you have a website and a whole lot, lot of different, oh, yeah. really good for your products. So yeah. So Medicine Man Plant Co. I am an herbalist along with a, a PhD chemist. I have a master's in medicinal chemistry, a PhD in physical organic chemistry, but I've devoted my life to the benefits of the natural products in plants and mushrooms. And since we are talking about the blood pressure, uh, one of the things I do have, oh, I guess the green screen <laughs> problem, but the blood pressure pill, which is hawthorn berries, uh -huh. which uh, reduce the heart's uh, response to adrenaline. Uh -huh. It has ginger, which helps convert the bad low density lipids that cause plaque into the good beneficial high density lipids, the HDLs. And then it has Rosella hibiscus, which increases a natural amount of nitric oxide in the body. Mm -hmm. Nitric oxide causes the blood vessels to relax and expand, requiring less pressure to pump the blood through it. So of course, FDA you know, says these have not been confirmed uh, by the FDA. They have been right. confirmed by scientists and they have been confirmed by 83,000 generations of testing. But you always have to put the disclaimer in there. But yes, medicinemanplanco.com, yes. check us out. Check yes, me definitely. out. It's not us, it's me. <laughs> yes, definitely. You have some great, great products on the site. I saw them and uh, definitely worth a try. Better to go natural, yeah. I always say. Yes, definitely. Well, great. And hopefully you'll be back next month okay. with some interesting um, information on another uh, another herb spice or mineral that we There's need so many to talk about yes so i know Great. All right. yes thanks so much for being here again and uh look forward to seeing you next month and i know you'll bring something interesting with you next thank Great. you all right murray right there thank you have a good one Thanks for listening to the Maria Liberati Show. And thanks to my producer, Britton Roselle, and this week's guest, Meriwether. And again, please save the date of April 8th for my Italian Easter bread bake-along. Stay tuned for our announcement 
of the link that you can go to on eventbrite.com to register for the event. The event will be, uh, registration will be limited. So you can also register for my newsletter at marialiberati.com and we'll be sending out emails first to those registered on my newsletter to let them know about the virtual class you'll be able to join anywhere in the world and you can always find me on facebook at chef maria liberati on instagram at maria liberati on twitter at maria liberati on linkedin at m liberati on my roku channel the basic art of italian cooking by maria liberati and of course, my book series, the Gourmand World Award-winning book series, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking and The Basic Art of, and you can find those books anywhere books are sold. But online, you can also find them at marialiberati.com and artoflivingprimamedia.com. Until next time, peace, love, and pasta. <music>